1: Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to jumbocasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Sign up today for a free 30-day trial and free Audible of your choice at AudibleTrial.com slash Cinema Gold. There are thousands of books to choose from. I'm currently reading... The Office, the Untold Story of the Greatest Sitcom of the 2000s. Now that Thanksgiving is over and we've entered into Christmas holiday season, we at Cinema Gold are going to deliver every weekday a review of a popular Christmas film, from classics to new films. Today I'm going to give my review on the popular Christmas classic film Trading Places with Eddie Murphy.
1: Welcome to the Cinema Gold Podcast. With your host, Larry Leese. Come join us as Cinema Gold dives into the latest Hollywood films and news.
0: It's the most wonderful time of the year. A time when everybody debates what is or isn't a Christmas movie. It depends. Is the movie about Christmas or is it just set at Christmas time? Well, while you guys are yelling at each other about which category Die Hard falls into, it's definitely a Christmas movie, I'm watching a movie that begins post-Thanksgiving and cruises straight through the Christmas season and ends after the New Year. I'm talking about my all-time favorite holiday movie, Trading Places. Trading Places was released in 1982 and was directed by John Landis. Might as well have been titled National Lampoon's Wall Street. It has all the raunchy jokes you'd expect in a Lampoon movie, and a lot of cringe-inducing moments that really haven't aged well. And yet it fills my heart with the joy of the holiday season, and for that, I'm grateful. As you surely know by now, Trading Places begins with two rich, white, racist old... I'll just call them jerks right now. Mortimer and Randolph Duke, played by Don... Michi and Ralph Bellamy, who decide to conduct a real-life nature-versus-nurture experiment on two very different and unsuspecting individuals. First, you have Louis Winthorpe, a rich white stiff who works for the Dukes, and Billy Ray Valentine, a poor black man with a criminal past. The plan goes like this. The Dukes will frame Winthorpe for a crime he didn't commit, while also bailing Billy Ray out of jail and giving him Winthorpe's old job, house, and life. What's the point the Dukes are trying to get at? Whether a person's life is determined by their status at birth or by their environment. And exactly why are the Dukes doing this? I don't really know. All rich dudes have some seriously screwed up hobbies. The first phase of the plan is executed at the Heritage Club, which is likely a social club for American psycho characters, but with less cocaine, I'm assuming. Wentworth is successfully framed for theft and drug possession and loses his job, his house, his butler who was in on it, and his seriously uptight fiance. Meanwhile, Billy Ray gets Winthorpe's financial management job, his house, his butler, and some sweet fancy suits. Wentworth and Billy Ray both adjust to their new lives pretty quickly, all things considered. Wenthorpe suddenly knows slang terms for drugs and Billy Ray gets the hang of the financial markets with lightning speed. Of course, one of the Duke's brothers is rooting for Billy Ray to fail. Mortimer, the most racist of the two, believes that because Billy Ray is black and grew up poor in a broken home that he will resort to a life of crime. Eat crap Mortimer. Okay, now that all the unpleasantness is out of the way, let's talk about the holidays. While this certainly isn't a traditional Christmas movie, it gets me in the Christmas spirit for a few reasons. Yes, there is Christmas in Madrid the music. There's also Dan Aykroyd dressed up as the dirtiest, drunkest Santa in history. And we have flawless Jamie Lee Curtis as Ophelia, the hooker with a heart of gold, who takes Winthorpe in, lets him breathe his disgusting germs all over her apartment, and helps him exact revenge on the Dukes. Slight deduction from Ophelia's cool points due to the obscene amount of tinsel she puts on only one part of her Christmas tree. But I'll allow it because she's a joy throughout the movie. And speaking of the supporting cast, one actor who I think turned in the most underrated performance in the movie is Paul Gleason as the Duke's henchman Clarence Beeks. He only has a handful of scenes, but he's the angriest, most determined fellow you've ever seen. He shoves people, swears at them for no good reason, and is responsible for one of the funniest, saltiest lines. I'll rip out your eyes and piss on your brain. So mad, Clarence, it's so delightful. Christmas comes and goes, and Billy Ray and Winthorpe's plan to take down the Dukes will come to fruition right after the New Year. Billy Ray, Winthorpe, Ophelia, and Coleman cook up a scheme that involves crop reports and hopping on the New Year's Eve party train to New York. They're going to steal the crop report from our man Beeks, swap it with a fake, and then corner the frozen orange juice market. The train scene is bananas, no pun intended. We have great cameos from Tom Davis, Al Franken, a pretty unrealistic gorilla, and Jim Belushi, another underrated performance. And now we've arrived on Wall Street for this big Duke's takedown. Okay, I have seen this movie a million times. I was once... a minor fan of the movie and I've read lots of explainers about the end of this movie still don't understand what the hell happened I mean I generally get it in a buy low sell high kind of way and I know the plan ruins the dukes but I will never fully grasp the trading floor scene the best explanation I've ever read was something like the funny men did a lie and money came out now that I get this Christmas after you watched It's a Wonderful Life or Miracle on 34th Street or Die Hard Why not gather your loved ones, curl up on the couch, watch the fun, funny men ruin two crusty old dickheads? Tis the season. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Cinema Gold podcast. You can follow us at Cinema Gold Two on Twitter at Cinema Gold the number two.
1: Thank you for listening to the Cinema Gold Podcast. If you want to become a supporter, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash cinema gold. Follow us on Twitter at Cinemagold2. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash gold Movies.